What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joey, the old saying is when people or the the flow is buying, you should be selling. And then just the opposite. If everyone is selling, you should be buying. So I want to ask you right now, what are people buying? I'll be honest, Russ. I think they're buying everything. <laughs> exactly. Like I, there's nothing, one, one thing I feel like I could like point to this is like a standout. It's they're buying real estate. They're buying second homes. They're buying, um, you know, boats. Oops. They're buying toys. I mean, it, everything seems to be just going through the roof. RVs, renovations, you name it, right? Like yes, private school education. I mean, they're they are spending money. So if if everybody is buying pretty much everything, what then are they selling? They're getting rid of their cash. They're getting rid of their access to it too, right? Yes. They're more and more, and I think are, are getting rid of their ability to access cash. And we say this all the time. What is the number one obstacle to becoming financially free? Not having access to cash. I think this today's topic hits that point, right? It is really addressing the major issue. And the reason that we ask the question, should I pay off my house or do I have to pay off my house in order to become financially free? We we address it today. Is the is the point to be debt free or to be financially free? Exactly. And That's, I think there, that there's a delineation between those two terms that you have to know the the both the formula and the definition of both in order to know which one you want. And if everyone is selling their access to cash, what should we be doing? We should be stacking it up like press board, like a buddy of mine said. (laughs) (laughs) And that, I think, will give you some of the um, reasoning behind our answers today. Just that very thing. Let's don't waste any more time. Let's jump into this episode and belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable. I am one of your hosts, Russ, the idea guy. Morgan, I'm sitting with the best coaches in the nation. Let me get to them. Let me introduce you to my partner, the Italian stallion, and he's got the license plate to prove it, Mr. Joey Murray. What's up, man? Hey, hey. Glad to be here. Joey, today's topic, should I pay my house off to be financially free? 
is gotta be one of the most frequently asked questions that I have gotten. I don't know about you over the last 10 to 15 years of how do I look at paying off my house? Should I look at paying off my house? And if I did, what would be the best and most efficient way to do it? I'm not going to give the answer right here in the intro. So we're going to have to get to the meat. Well, but this is where you and I met. This is the crossroads at which our past collided. You're, hey, no doubt. I'm glad that they did. Um, you were trying to keep all these mortgage referrals to yourself. And then finally, one day you woke up. You're like, you know what? Joey can do a much better job with these mortgage referrals than I could. Well, I'm, I'm going to go sell him a book for 20 bucks and start sending him people. I don't think that that's actually perfectly accurate, right? What ended up happening is the company that I was able to do business with and get paid for went out of business. And so then I was left searching the marketplace and there you were like opportunistic. Hey, the right place, the right time. Okay. All right. Well, Just like right now, that's what we're, we're here. The right place, the right time. Okay, well, let me introduce some of our other hosts so that we can get into this topic. So none more than the man I like to refer to as Mr. Incredible, the man with the million-dollar smile. As he smiles, I see it. I love it. Mr. J.D. Hill, how are you today, J.D.? I'm really well. I didn't know who you are going to go with next, so when I heard Mr. Incredible, naturally made me smile. <laughs> uh, That's great, man. Wow. It is. Good My wife didn't even call me incredible, but I'm grateful that you do. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to have to add to your list the best bio I've ever read. Oh, I, I had a chance to cheat. I went in last because I read yours and I read Joey's and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm just going to, you know, phone a friend here and just take a little bit from both of y'all's. So yeah. it's really y'all's bio. I just I'm, I'm claiming some of it as mine. Well, props to you for throwing in married to the hottest wife. I thought that was pretty solid. That was yeah, a good she, call. She is smoking hot. That's for sure. <laughs> um, well, let, let's get to uh, the growing wealth um, duo here. Uh, first, I'm going to get to the guy between two bamboo, the Gooch, our resident pilot, the man who can get you home safely to financial freedom, Mark Haraguchi. How are you today, Mark? I'm doing good. Minor technical difficulty. Uh, I have no idea why uh, the, the internet was not cooperating there, but uh, happy to finally be in and looking forward to uh, you know unpacking this one with everybody. Well, you had to take a couple of circles, roundabouts. What do you call that in the airplane world? Well, that's just a holding pattern. Um, mm, you know, there you go. Yeah. But if, you, if you're coming in, no, but you're coming in hot to the, to the landing strip and, and you're like, mm, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go past. What do you call that? Oh, that is a go around. A go around. That's basically what you had, a go around. We were Why in the holding pattern. Why are yeah. you, you were doing the go around? <laughs> they, they, they didn't even let me in the queue to actually even start. They just, they just put me in the holding pattern first. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let me talk to downtown Ernie Brown. How are you today, Ernie? I am good as good can be. Mm. Hey, what is I, good? I, I asked my wife if she would like to go on a date with me, and she said yes. Mm. Man, that's, that's so. It, it'd be a whole story. new podcast if she said no. That <laughs> we'd probably have a little more to talk about. Facts. J JD, you raising your hand? You gotta go to the bathroom. Well, was, What's up? I, I was pouring one out for Ernie because uh, <laughs> his wife said yes. 
All right, this is going to be a good day. All right, let's talk about should I pay off my house to be financially free? JD. Uh, what what does one have to do with the other is is uh, my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's your first take. That's my first take, guys. What, what does one necessarily have to do with the other? Interesting. Mark, what's your first take? My first take is, well, what is financial freedom? Okay. You guys are asking a question with a question. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing the trend here. Keep going. Earn. Oh, my turn. Oh, yes. Well, well, you've caught on to you've caught on all of us. We've we've figured this out. You do ask a question right back. Here's my question: If you should you pay off your house to become financially free? I don't know. Is is life worth the living if you did that? Is life better for you with a with a paid off house? I feel like that was like a lyric from a song or something yeah <laughs> stallion what what do you think on this I, my answer is yes should i pay off my house to be financially free the answer is yes if you want to go the long way home that is if you want it to take as long as possible i think you should I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna debate that, right? I know you are. I know you would, because there's there there's you're you're assuming maybe for your own self, but well, I would I, say I'm, I'm no. I'm thinking for the average person, if they wanted to go from here, from Alabama to Washington State to go visit Mark, and they wanted to go via Hawaii, then they should do that. I, I don't they should pay after I, I don't encourage the Hawaii trip. Okay. I'm just gonna tell you that is a that that is a long detour. Like we actually I know what you're saying. Like we went to Florida through Hawaii. It it was it, it, it's not a great strategy. I thought it was great personally. <laughs> it it was it was a long way to Florida through from Alabama to Hawaii. And so you are you are one hundred percent backing up my point. Thank you. Well, but my, yes. but what I would say is that I think you have to do the math. You have to uh, determine who you are as an investor first and then be able to evaluate all options in order to be able to be confident in that statement. Because, Joey, what if you bought your house in the early 80s and for whatever reason, you still had the 15% mortgage from the early 80s? Would would paying off your house be a good strategy to get rid of your 15 year mortgage? It, okay. If I bought my house in the eighties with a 15 year mortgage, <laughs> problem well, is that thing has been paid I'm, off. Okay. Like what, let's, let's I, start no, with no, the right Like I'm just giving you an example. And as is what if, okay, let's go back into you the, can't ask a question like that. Like the maths okay. are wrong. Okay? What, what's the highest interest rate mortgage that you ever had someone take for you back in the mortgage days? Probably, well. Subprime, like subprime mortgages with oh, like. Subprime, I mean, there was yeah, some like, people in the 8.95 area, somewhere around there. Like, like the, what do they call it? B paper, F paper, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you had to subprime. basically farm it off to uh, another bank that you guys didn't want to do the deal. Yeah. I, I never did those, but I knew people that ended up in the 8.9 range. My, my top end was probably 6.875, somewhere around there. And, and what if your house was a trailer? 
a, mo, a, a modular home, right? Those deals are in the 15 to 20% range. Am I right? If you well, can get a loan. Not necessarily, but they are higher. Yes. Okay. So with that, would you say the average person gets home faster without paying off the house? I still believe you can get home faster by not paying it off. All right. I, I'm, I'm tired of you. JD, <laughs> you, you said, what does one have to do with the other? Explain yourself to me. Oh, wow. Well, so, so look, so if, if we're going off of the idea of, of being financially free, right? Financial freedom in the way that we would look at it is when your passive income exceeds your expenses on a monthly basis. Right. Right. Then I am, I am then financially free. And so we know that inside of that formula, there's essentially two levers. I can either a increase my passive income or I can b decrease my monthly expenses. Right. And so generally though, I think most people approach paying off their house more from an emotional perspective, less from becoming financially free where my passive income exceeds my monthly expenses. And so to me, if I have a mortgage, but I have enough passive income that exceeds that my monthly expenses and that, that is being paid for through all of my, my passive income, I don't, I don't care that I have a mortgage. Well, see here, you used a very critical word there. I'm going to, I'm going to pull out of what you said there. I, I don't think many people would have caught that, but since I've been having this conversation for 15, almost 20 years now, you use the word house earning. What is the difference between a home and a house? Uh, emotional connection. Emotional connection, right? When you think of your <laughs> home, what what images come to mind? Children. Children. You you probably this think about where, the this is where the children live, right? It, you, this you could probably have a, a swing outside for your home. You probably have pictures. Uh, on, on your wall of your family, right? You, you've got attachment to the home. The house, though, gets more into the black and white. It's more about what you're saying, J.D., which is the financial element, which is the mortgage, right? I don't think anybody would ever say, I'm attached to my mortgage. Like, I, I really feel, like, emotionally connected there. Like, no. I hated every single time I've ever bought a house and I had to deal with the mortgage, right? It's it's just like, please let me get through this so I can get to my home, so I can start making this place our forever, right? Is it? Am I right or wrong on that? I mean, are you right or are you right? And I'd say you're right, yeah. Okay, sure. so when you look at it from a house perspective, I think you can get into this conversation of the math, and that's what I was pushing back on Stallion about, is that we gotta understand the math. Mark, you said, what is financial freedom? Well, tell me, what is financial freedom? I think JD said it, that the formula to financial freedom is passive income greater than monthly expenses. However, JD's vision of financial freedom is going to be different than my vision of financial freedom, which is different than yours, Russ. There's going to be pieces of that puzzle that are the same. That formula doesn't change. But what our vision is, right, that passport that we have, have graciously given to everybody for free to help you see what that financial freedom destination looks like for you, that's going to be a little bit different. Some people are going to have the removal of their home mortgage in that vision. Like, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to be able to pay off my house. Now, should I? Okay, should is a totally different one, and that gets into education. 
education of understanding what are the consequences what are the outcomes of decisions we make right now is paying off that mortgage going to get you closer or further from financial freedom today is doing this going to get you closer or further i don't necessarily have a problem with somebody paying off their house if you want to pay off your home if you want to eliminate that mortgage i say go right ahead but i want to make sure that if you're one of if, if you're working with me, if you're working with one of us, we want to make sure that we educate and show you, hey, here's the landscape. And like Joey said, you're, you probably are going to get to your destination, but it might be a little more of a circuitous route. It might take you longer. Are you okay with that? And, and if, really, if you, are, you, you took the word right out of my mouth, you know, circuitous. Cir circuitous. <laughs> um, I thought it had something to do with like your nail beds, but you know, I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. Not the holding. You're saying I'm right. I'm going with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to come back to this in just a second, because I would love each one of you guys to give me a pro and a con to paying off your house or to paying off your home, however you want to look at it. But first earn a second ago, you, you gave me a quote from a, um, some song. I still haven't been able to place it yet, but you said, should I pay off my house? Well, is a life worth living with a paid off house? What do you mean by that? Well, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is I think that's a distillation of at least the conversations that I have with people in a sense, that's what they're saying, why they want to pay off their house, because life is going to be so much better from a math perspective, from an emotional perspective, it's just better if I have this thing paid off. And I think, maybe 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 that's a good idea and i mean there's so many circumstances that people find themselves in that it is a maybe but i think if if you're going to ask yourself the question is life worth living if i do this you have to consider the alternative so the alternative of what well i think we can't cover every circumstance but i do think there are a couple of things that people will typically say the first is if I pay this mortgage off or whatever term, 15 years, 30 years, I'm going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars of interest. And I could save that if I pay this thing off. And the second thing that I think is most common that people say is if I pay off the house, I don't have a payment. And if something goes bad, at least I'm not going to lose my home. And we've, we've talked about that. Well, what's the alternative to that? What's the other side? It's the amount of dollars that are going to go to pay off that mortgage that could have been doing something else. And if that something else makes life worth living more than the alternative, shouldn't you do that? And so all I'm saying is, I think people have a hard time evaluating the other side. It, it typically is harder, right? Because the emotion that goes along with the feeling of having something paid off, it, we've all had an experience at some point in our life, whether small or big, where we paid off something and we had that, exuberant like debt-free yell that dave ramsey talks about right like he he totally gets it he understands what emotionally charges people that's the reason people will, will fly or drive from all over the country to just stand at his footsteps you know and do the debt-free <laughs> yell because that's that's a freeing experience i remember when i paid off my first credit card Right. They gave me a credit card in college. It didn't mean I had to use it, but of course I did. 
it, it was a carnival cruise line card. I can remember today. I used to make fun of it. Like the Titanic, I sunk the crap out of that thing, man. I mean, it was, it, it was underwater for many, many years. And it took my wife helping me that first year of marriage, like taking the money that I made, which is funny, you know, $48,000 goes a long way when you're young. <laughs> and man, we paid off credit cards. We, we did all, I mean, it felt good. And I think that that's the feeling that people, the rush that people want with something as big as a mortgage. Well, but hold on. Here's, here's the key that you're pointing out. And I feel like this is where this subject matter really has to be. Uh, there's a dichotomy. Are you looking for debt freedom or financial freedom? So answer that for me. Cause the person that will stand at Dave Ramsey's, you know, well, he's not going to Dave Ramsey's house, but to his, you know, commercial real estate area and yelling, I'm debt free the next day, they will figure out that that does not mean that they are financially free because they still have to pay for groceries. They still have to pay for the gas to drive to Dave Ramsey's place. They have to pay for all the, all the mechanic issues that go with their car, even if it's paid off all these things, the, the, cost of living continues. Well, and so are, are you looking for a debt freedom or financial freedom? And we're not in the business of debt freedom. We're in the business of financial freedom. And well, that's, well, that's where I would, we have to draw that line. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you gotta go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is, in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me. Well, I think, I mean, we, we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this episode. JD, what were you want to say? Well, I just, I, I say that all the time is you, you can't pay off the cost of living. Uh, and, and so often we spend so much of our time looking at that formula of, of passive income and then monthly expenses. So many people focus on the right side, which is the monthly expense side. And we put so much time, energy, and effort and resource into trying to get that monthly expense down to zero when you can get rid of all the debt payments, right? But there's still a cost associated, uh, one, to that. But then two, there's also the cost of living. Like it, that, that is never going to go away. It's still going to cost me to live every single month. All right. I, I want to hear somebody make a pro to paying off your house. Like, because there's someone listening right now that needs to pay off their house and they want to feel good about it. And there may be some good reasons as to why they should. Tell me, who wants to jump in there? Who, who wants to challenge why someone should pay off their house? Well, I just want to ask this question. Has any of us actually paid off a house? Oh, okay. So by the way, audibly people cannot see you raising your hand, Mark. <laughs> just so I'm going to go ahead and, and speak with some authority on that in that I actually did that. Okay. So I went and paid off. Uh, the very first piece of property I ever bought. And that's exactly what it was. It felt phenomenal. 
It was amazing. Holy cow, look at what I've done. I paid this thing off. But that was all that I did for those years was pay that thing off. I didn't do anything else because all of that free cash went in. So number one, it did feel good. Number two, that thing was mine. So that's a pro. But if we're going to be fair, what's the con? What was the trade that I made during those years of paying that off, of putting those dollars, which if I could go back to 2003 through 2010, which was when I had that property and I was paying the mortgage for it, if I could get those dollars back at that buying power, I would definitely take those dollars because the dollars today are worth so much less than what I could have gotten during those seven years with those dollars. And what you're talking about there, I think is too often overlooked is the inflation cost of our dollars, right? It, when you pay for something, like I made this example the other day and I, I would love to, to share it is if you got a chance to pay for 60% of your mortgage with monopoly dollars and only 40% with actual USD, would you not take that deal? Why, why would you not, Ernie? If, if you could send, at a, let's just assume your payment was a thousand bucks. I'm just making up numbers here. And, and the, the bank is like, we don't care um, what you send us, um, but at least 40 40% has to be $400 has to be, has to be us currency. The other $600 can be anything as long as it represents money. Looks like money, right? It's made of paper. And you're like, Oh, I got a monopoly board here. I could send you uh six, $100 yellow, $100 bills right out of my, out of my monopoly game. And they're like, sounds good. We'll take it. Would you do it? I'm probably not answering the question you want me to, but in this situation, are they still, are they still creating monopoly, more monopoly money? Are they done with, mono, with creating monopoly? Are you talking like? about our government? No, Hasbro or whoever owns monopoly. <laughs> I don't know if Hasbro is, is making monopoly. Games if there's an not. increasing supply of monopoly dollars and an increasing supply of USD. I don't really care. Yeah. Well, my point in that is that what Mark was saying in 2003, if Mark went to the grocery store and bought a gallon of milk, right? If Mark goes out and buys a car, if Mark goes out and buys anything other than technologically advanced stuff that continues to go down in cost, right? Like our computers or personal computers, telephones, stuff like that, that's constantly gotten cheaper, right? Because technology has improved and competition within capitalism has improved the value of it and made it cheaper. But everything else, what Mark could buy with a dollar in 2003, he can probably buy only about 40 to 50% of the same good, right? With today's dollars. So the concept is though, if Mark had a mortgage payment of $1,000 in 2003, it would only feel like maybe $400 or $500 to Mark today. So really the other $500 is monopoly money, right? So I think that too often that's overlooked when we talk about paying off our house is that we use the most valuable dollars when we accelerate our payment. It's a great point, Russ. Thank you. Phenomenal Make another one. Point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's the thing I want to point to, and I know we're running out of time, but Mark had one of the best points at the very beginning that I just don't want us to miss, and that is education. The reason why we have this inner circle, the reason why we have developed courses, 
The reason why we have a focus in uh, on a weekly basis, multiple times a week to help people get to financial freedom is through education. Because the biggest thing, in my opinion, all math aside, the reason why people focus in on paying off a house is because they don't know what to do with money otherwise. They have no idea how to affect the passive income side of the equation. So they focus on what they only know what to do, and that's to pay down a debt. And what they're doing is they are, are massively extending the time frame to get to financial freedom. If they could focus on educating themselves, you are your greatest asset. If you could focus in on what could possibly create passive income and use those dollars to even invest in yourself first in courses and other things, you will find a much faster way to get to Florida, to your point, Russ, than going through Hawaii. Well, well to, to your point, we looked up the other day that you could get a 30-year mortgage at around 2.5%, right? Right, 25 to 3 Okay, so uh, let's use 3%. If I had a 3% mortgage... I'll take in the two and a half in, in my tax rate. <laughs> what'd you say? I'll take the two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> if I could get a 3% mortgage at my tax rate, the true cost after mortgage interest deductions, because as of today, we still can get that, right? That's right. We still can write off if we itemize. Most of us who are entrepreneurial, who have businesses, we, we're definitely itemizing, right? If we can itemize, we can put the interest deductions of our house onto that list. And at our rate, we can have as little as a net 1.8% cost. Let me repeat that. You can take a 3% mortgage. If you're able to write off the interest of it at the highest rate, you're basically paying 1.8%. So when someone asked me, Russ, do you think if you don't pay off the house, you can do better with the money that you were going to use the extra payments in order to do it? And I'm like, if I can't make more than 1.8%, I should stop doing my job, right? Like if I'm not good at this, if I can't do that, right? I don't know many people who couldn't learn, as you said, Joe, if they invested in themselves, who couldn't learn how to outpace the 1.8. Because that's well, all and, it takes. Because well, and even, even more and, and than I'm that, I'm not an advocate of accumulated money. But if you took the simple fact of if I had a two thousand dollar year or two thousand dollar a month payment for a thirty year mortgage, and I had a fifteen hundred or a twenty five hundred dollar payment for a fifteen year mortgage, there's a five hundred dollar extra payment for the for the fifteen, right? Yep. Well, if I took the five hundred and I could earn at least one point eight over the fifteen years, I would have enough money in that account to pay off the thirty-year mortgage in fifteen years with the tax deductions. That's true. Anything I earned over and above the one point eight would accelerate the pace at which, if I would, I'd have enough money to pay off the fifteen-year mortgage before year fifteen. So my point to this is that if you really want to pay off the house fast you're probably looking at it in the wrong light. You actually, if you want to pay it off fast, then you're going about it the wrong way when you give the money to the bank. That's because right. Because you can't write off principal payments. That's right. And, and you get twice the interest deduction in the first 15 years of a 30-year mortgage than you do in the full life of a 15-year mortgage. Let me repeat that. If you had a $300,000 mortgage, your interest on the 30-year mortgage just through years one to 15, it's 112,000. 
on a 30 year on a 15 year mortgage for 300,000, it's only 60 grand of interest. So I, I got way more interest deductions from a 30 year mortgage. I can accelerate my payment so much faster as long as I can beat the net after tax deduction. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to make one more additional point to this. The things that will help make this even clearer again is in education. If you haven't already joined the inner circle, you could have access to our Pathfinder course. And in that we have a whole focus on debt and the priority payoff guide is a, is a resource that comes with it. When you put in your mortgage and the monthly payment that is required for that mortgage, and you put it against any other debts that you have, it is almost without a doubt, always the last thing that they recommend you should pay off because it's efficient use of your dollars. The efficiency play is to make your mortgage the last thing to pay. And that is only if you don't know how to create passive income on the other side. So I'm going to leave it at that. But if you're not a part of the inner circle, you have an opportunity. We have even a seven day free trial. You can do, you can join one of two ways. Go get on a free call with one of our coaches, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call, or you can go directly to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle and join today. So you have an opportunity. If you don't know how to affect passive income, you have an opportunity to learn. All right, let's let's get some final words and jump into the inner circle and, and discuss this further and break it down from a mathematical standpoint. JD, final take. I will never pay off my house. <laughs> I will keep 20% equity in my house at all times and the rest I will keep out because I can do so much more with that cash. And frankly, I also want to, to, to keep the bank uh, on their heels. And the reality <laughs> is, is that the more that I have to pay off, the more risk it is to the bank for, for, for them to want to foreclose on that loan. Um, and so I like to be in control. Uh, so that, I will not be paying off my house. That, that is an absolute fact that is overlooked all the time. Somebody with side-by-side -side <laughs> houses, exactly the same. The one that ha if they both quit paying the mortgage, the one with the least amount owed will be the one that the bank will pursue first. <laughs> so if you've been accelerating your payments and you owe a hundred thousand on a $300,000 house and your neighbor uh, defaults with you and they owe 295,000 on their mortgage, I can assure you they're coming after your house first because that's where the money is. Every time. No doubt. Mark, final thoughts. I paid a property off once. Within short order, I went around and re-leveraged all that money back out. <laughs> so my vision of my future right now, my vision of financial freedom does not include paying off my home. However, if I get to a point where I've got so much more cash coming in and I really have no other better ideas, Hey, you know what? That's a topic of conversation at that time. But as of right now, it is not on my plate as a strategy. I, I like what you're saying. You you never saying never there. And I think if you have the the cash sitting off in your asset column, right? In the and in the right side of your balance sheet where your liability is is the mortgage balance. If I have three hundred thousand of cash and I have a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, I have the ability to write a check, right? I'm in 100% control of that function. And if that 300,000 is producing enough to make my payment or more, I'm, I'm winning, right? At any point in time, though, I have the ability. I think where most people are, though, they're not in a position of control. They don't have access to cash. 
we were talking about this earlier, uh, Joey and I, that when when the market is buying, you need to be selling. When the market is selling, you need to be buying. Well, right now, everybody is buying everything that exists. They're buying cars, buying RVs, they're buying vacations, right? So what are they selling? They're selling their liquidity. They're selling their access to cash. And right now I'd say if everybody's selling their access to cash, I'm going to be on the opposite end of that. I'm going to be buying. I'm going to be buying liquidity. I'm going to be putting myself in the most liquid position possible. So that way I do have full control, basically to your point. Ernie, final thought. Uh, keep it super short. Now, uh, I was meeting with a guy earlier this week. We were looking through his priority payoff guide. He's, he's, he's creating a path to financial freedom. He's got no more than 10 years to get this done. He's got a, a number of debts, one of those being his mortgage. He owes somewhere between three hundred and four hundred thousand on that property. It costs him two thousand dollars to live there. He's got another sixty to seventy thousand dollars of debt that costs him twenty five hundred dollars mm. a month. And so I'm just looking at at that with him and saying, "Well, this looks like a pretty good deal. <laughs> he got four hundred thousand dollars of stuff, and it cost you two grand." That's a pretty good deal compared to you got $70,000 of this other stuff and it costs you $500 more per month. And so the idea for him is if we can get that 70 to 80 taken care of, that $2,500 can go be not put towards the house, but put towards other things that create more cash flow to pay for that house. And that's the direction he's going. I think that's just a practical example for what we're talking about. And here's the thing. The reason why we hate debts is because we have to trade our time to pay for it. At the end of the day, that's the reason why people want their mortgage paid off, because they feel the burden of having to go to work to make the money to pay for all the stuff. Right. Absolutely. If you're in a position where you weren't trading time for money and you had assets that were coming in that were enough to pay for it, would you care? Of course no. you wouldn't. Joey, when would you ever unplug a cash machine? If it was just spitting out $100 bills at you. It, as long as what was coming out of it was greater than uh, the power bill that was running it, would you? In the, uh, that's in the what ink, I was going to say. In the paper the and power, everything else. Yeah, if the power bill went it? up, I'd probably, and it, it covered, it didn't cover my costs anymore. That's when I'd unplug it. Until yeah. then, never. Yeah. And, and, I, and Mark, you, you said that in the chat. It reminds me, Joey and I's um, kind of mentor, he, he, he famously said this when we were talking one time that we, we keep repeating it. He said, if you have a, the ability to write a check to get rid of your problem, you really don't have a problem. And I think that that's the issue is that most of us are not in a position of cash and liquidity in a point that we could get rid of it. And so it's so hard for us to, to see that. But paying off our debt doesn't get us any more of a liquid position. We got to find a way to get access to cash because Joey, the number one problem or the number one obstacle keeping people from being financially free is what? Access to cash. Having no access to cash. All right. Yep. Well, speaking of that, we got to talk about this inside the inner circle. As Joey said, you have the ability to join us. You go to westwildwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle. You can participate in these discussions. You can actually go back and watch the replays of the discussions just like this that we're having live today. As always, we really appreciate you listening and have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.